What's going on, everybody? I'm going to Shaver Lake this weekend. I got no cool stories. I'm still watching Jujutsu Kaisen. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Remember, you can always email me, punchinthemouthofficial at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter, official underscore PITM or on Instagram, punchinthemouthofficial about ideas, about stuff you would like me to talk about music-wise and MMA-wise. It's all there, guys. I'm very reachable. Trust me about that. If you want to know something. All right, guys. Later. Peace. everybody doing welcome back to the punch in the mouth podcast episode number 18 the opinion portion of the episode this week um i hope you guys enjoyed the last episode i've been trying to get people to comment on it but you guys to tell me stuff i'm talking to you gallo i'm telling you to fucking help me out here because you're my only faithful listener but you don't give me any like stuff to talk about the only thing you gave me which is a part of my past life now is the bets, which I don't do no more. Now, so some stuff has went down. Like I said on Tuesday, they don't know when Connor's coming back. Like at this point, they don't know. So what I wanted to do with this podcast is look at the rankings and see who would be a viable option for Chandler to fight. We're going to take Charles Oliveira out because... I believe Charles will end up fighting Islam Mahashev in Abu Dhabi. So let's look at it. Let's look at it. Mike Chandler's number five. But Neil just lost. Justin Gaethje and Dustin, they're fighting for the BMF belt. Charles is going to fight Islam. So, okay, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Hold on. Let's look at it. You got Armin Sarukian at number eight. You got Mateusz Gamrat at number seven. You got Rafael Fazib at number six. You even got Rafael Dos Anjos at number 9, and then you got Jalen Turner at 10, who I believe is fighting Dan Hooker. Out of all these guys, you know who I want to see him fight? I would be fine with either Rafael Fazib or Rafael. I keep saying Rafael because I'm used to reading that for the Brazilians, but my boy is not Brazilian. Mateusz Gamrot's another good one, or Armin. So if Connor isn't a viable option for Chandler at this point, you can give him one of these, give him Fazib, Gamra, or Sarukian, even Dos Anjos at this point, and I'm cool with it, because what does that do? That helps keep Mike's name in the in the conversation, because Benio's going to need some time off, unless, unless they do this, unless they go, okay, Mike, Connor's out, but we're still going to have you fight in December, is that cool? Because you can even have Mike fight in November at MSG, that guy's that darn good, man. And you know how they like to stack those cards because the thing was to have him and Connor fight at the main event in December. Connor apparently has missed the deadline. So you can even have him fight in November at Madison Square Garden. Talking about Madison Square Garden, Avenge Sanfold is supposed to play there tomorrow. And the top of the of the arena is covered in their new album. It's pretty dope. Check out their Instagram to see it. It's pretty dope, man. They played the forum. 
about two weeks ago, and now they're going to go play MSG before they go on the full-blown tour. Congrats to A7X. But I'm getting off topic here. I do apologize for that. I love Vince Unfold, that's why. Even though their new album was kind of mid. So yeah, you give Chandler those three, one of those three names, I'm happy. So it can either be Connor, which at this point looks very bleak. It could be Armin. Armin's calling for the fight. But the one thing that Chandler, like what he shouldn't do at this point is be, well, who have they fought? You know, like I hate when fighters do that. Like, well, who have they fought? And I understand why they do it because they could be a dangerous unknown person and they could lose the fight, you know, and then people be like, oh, these guys washed up. Maybe they're not washed up. Maybe it's that they were willing to take a risk and it didn't pay off for them. Okay. So don't be calling fighters washed up when you have no idea what you're talking about, please. Some fights got announced this weekend. Alexa Grasso will take on Valentina Chevchenko on Mexican Independence Weekend. Let's look at that real fast. And don't worry, we're going to go over the MMA cards that's happening this weekend. Uh, Ilya Tapuria versus Josh Emmett and PFL. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Chevchenko. UFC flyweight title September. Rematch set for September. Why did I say September, Adrian? You idiot. Valentina Chipchenko will get her immediate rematch against Alexa Grasso for the UFC Women's Flyweight title in the main event clash September 16th in Las Vegas. Grasso, 16 and 3, will look to defend her title for the first time against Chipchenko, 23 and 4. It is unclear if the event will be pay per view or a UFC fight night, but it's expected to take place at T Mobile Arena. MMA Junkie confirmed the booking following the first report from the Schmo. If it's going to take place at T-Mobile Arena, it's more than likely they're not going to be the main event, but they're going to stack. When is it? Mexican Independence Weekend? They're going to stack that card, especially if Yair. Can you imagine? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. September 16th. They should put Nick Diaz on that card, bro. Put my boy Nick on that card. I know he's been looking for a fight. Well, it says main event clash, but I don't know. I think that's a little premature. At UFC 285, Mexico's Grasso pulled off a massive upset by submitting Chevchenko in the fourth round with a rear naked choke. A huge underdog at the betting window to tune at the tune of plus 450 or higher. Grasso capitalized on a mistake made by Chevchenko to win her fifth straight bout and most importantly capture UFC women's flyweight gold to capture the UFC women's flyweight title. That's not to mention making history as the first woman from Mexico to claim UFC gold. For her first title defense, Grasso will have to do it all over again. I mean, that's fucking cool. I mean, you got Volkanovski versus Yair in July, and then this girl is going to um, potentially headline a September card on Mexican Independence Weekend? That's fucking dope. I mean... Like, I'm Costa Rican-American, and, like, for whatever reason, Costa Ricans don't like Mexicans. And I heard it's because of soccer. And I'm like, bro, stop it. Stop it because my best friends are Mexican, okay? They're some of the coolest people in the fucking world. So, that we don't like Mexicans because of soccer? Like, respectfully, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, seriously, bro. Like, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. But Alexa Grasso will take on Valentina Chevchenko. She's only 29. Is she going to be 30 this year? She is because her birthday's on the 9th of August. So she's my age. That's cool, man. I cannot wait for this fight. 
And, you know, like, people are going to be like, oh, well, she's going to show that it was, Valentina's going to show it was all a fluke. No, no, no. Because look what happened to Kamar Usman. He was dominating the first fight. Leon beats him with the Hail Mary head kick. Look what happened in the second fight. Leon dominated. Even though I think Kamar won, Leon showed he was for real. And then I believe, I'm not saying Alexa's going to win, but I'm saying this fight's going to be more competitive than what people think. Let's go over these fights. We're going to do PFL first since they're first. Obir Mircier will come back. Obir Mircier will take on Anthony Romero. Salva Dusai will take on Shane Mitchell. Shane Burgers will take on Yamato Nishikawa. Umelitlov will take on Naib Lopez. Damn, that guy's 16. Damn, these, both of these guys are undefeated. This would be a good fight right here. Clay Collar will take on Stevie Ray. Carlos Leal will take on Delano Taylor. Nathan Shulit will take on Raush Manfio. Alexander Martinez will take on Bruno Miranda. And that's good right there. Um, I'm excited for this. Uh, Magomed Umalatov versus Naib Lopez. This guy's 13-0. Magomed is. And Naib is 16-0. It should be a good fight. And Magomed, Magomed, Kirinov, that guy's good. He's 31 and 6. Who's he's lo- who has he lost to? I'll say by decision. Shane Burgos coming back. Ober Mircier, the defending champion. You know what I don't like that they do? They have like those dark prelims. Like, so the main card happens and then Bellator would do this too. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Just have the prelims first and have the main card be the main card and that's it. I don't get why they do these dark matches. It's, it's annoying. But I like Obir Mercier. That guy really came into his own after he left the UFC. And, like, again, I always make this argument. I always make this argument, but you don't need to be in the UFC to have a good life. You can make money outside the UFC. Now, if you want legacy, go to the UFC by all means. I mean, look at what Francis Francis is making his own legacy by doing what he did. It's a gangster move, bro. Like, you're not going to tell me it's not. And if you're mad that he didn't fight John Jones, get the fuck over it, please. Like, who cares? If anything, Francis won. He's like, bro, I was the champion. You you beat a guy that I already beat on one knee. That's what I'd be saying if I was Francis. And then, of course, if you're John, you say what you're saying. Bro, I've always been king. You left before I got in there. And then Francis goes, well, I waited for you three years. You took forever. But then, like, they're both shooting each other down. What I didn't like is when they did the face, I was like, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. We could have made it happen. Like, this is where I get mad at both of them because I have a good relationship with Francis' manager. What Francis did is fine. But in, like, the fans' eyes, they say, well, why didn't Francis do the three-fight deal that they offered him with no extension? I mean, it's easy for us to say that because we're not the ones putting our body through training. But if I would, if they really wanted to make that fight happen in Francis' view, he said, okay, I'll sign a two. Like, give me the same deal, but just for two fights and let it be against John Jones if that's the fight you guys really want to make. This is just my opinion here. I'm not blaming anybody. And then I'm upset with John because that was his fight to take. He could have taken that fight whenever he wanted, but he took his sweet time to go up to heavyweight. Which is his prerogative, right? Again, no wrong answer. I'm just giving my opinion of why this fight could have happened, but it didn't. And I believe both of them could share the blame. 
And I'm not saying either of them made a wrong decision, but this fight could have happened a long time ago when they were both a lot younger. Like at this point, like I said before, the whole Francis drama went down. I said before, and don't tell me I didn't because I did say it, that John Jones versus Francis Ngannou was probably the best MMA fight in all of MMA that could be made for the heavyweight division. I did say that. Don't tell me I didn't because... Francis has a 10-minute window to knock off John's clock. And then, because te- technical-wise, I believe John Jones beats anybody. Steroid allegations and all, I don't care. He beats any. He's the best fighter. He's the best fighter. Can I also tell you guys something? If what they're saying is true, and if Volk beats Yair Rodriguez, and for because Charles just won, so I'm going to assume he's going to fight him in October, Islam beats Charles again, and then they rematch... Vulcan Islam, you guys are going to get upset about what I'm about to say, but I consider that, like, if he does the rematch and he beats him, to me, that's better than what Khabib ever did, better than beating Connor, better than beating Dustin, better than beating Gaethje, like, that, to me, is better than what Khabib ever did, and I'll consider Islam a great over Khabib if that comes to fruition just because it's a rematch. And that's always been a pet peeve of mine when it came to, like, a caveat, not a pet peeve, a caveat of mine. When it came to Khabib's career, when I looked into it a little bit more, he never rematched anybody, okay? And that's always been a big deal to me because as much as you don't like Mayweather, he almost rematched almost everybody in boxing. Because there's always that data. I'm like, well, you have this data now, you know? And I'm speaking about it through a theoretical mindset because I've never been I'm not a fighter right um the fighters know we can also speak about it theoretically wise but the fighters know they have more information than what we know and it's up to them if they want to tell us you know I'm sorry I went on that ramble but bro you guys just know I love to talk and you guys get me started and there's nobody here right that you might just say agent who the fuck's getting you started you're by there by yourself which is true but like dude Trust, trust, if that rematch between Bulk and Islam happens and Islam wins, he's better than Khabib in my enough said. He has better stand-up. To me, their grappling is on par. Even though I will say this till the end of my days, I believe Usman Nurmagomedov is the best lightweight on the planet right now. I believe Bellator has the best lightweight on the planet right now. Josh Emmett will take on Ilya Tupuria. Amanda Hebas will take on Macy Barber. Cody Brinage will take on Seroquiz Dumas. David Onama will take on Gabriel Santos. Brendan Allen will take on Bruno Silva. That's a crazy opener. Neil Magny's headlining the prelims against Philip Rowe. That's a crazy fight, bro. That's a crazy card. I'm not going to be home. Son of a bitch. And this is an early card because it's on ABC, so they're going to fight at midday. God damn it, bro. Oh, well, we could watch it later. I like Ilya Tepuria in the Josh Hammond fight because I just seen that Josh is 38. Ilya is only 26. Amanda Hibas versus Macy Barber. Two rising stars. I'm surprised the UFC put that matchup together. Cody Brinage. Um, I don't know too much about this guy. I think I should, but I don't. Let me see. 29. I've probably seen them fight. But but the one that caught my attention is Bruno Silva versus Brendan Allen. That's a crazy fight right there. Don't miss this card. If you're going to watch it, watch that fight. That fight is going to be the attention grabber. That's why they put it first. That's why they put it first. Sorry about that.
my stepdad came from where he lives, so um, that guy, <laughs> that guy's hilarious, man. Do Tabitha Ricci's fighting, bros? Can can we can we go to the lake after this fight's over? Gallo, Gallo, talk to your brothers. Talk to your brothers, cause they won't listen to me. They'll tell me to shut my mouth, and they're gonna, we're gonna do what they want. But Gallo, Tabitha Ricci's fighting. Please, Gallo. Gallo. <laughs> Gallo. No, I'm just kidding, bro. We'll do whatever I want. Justin Taffa's fighting? That guy's good, man. I didn't know half of these people were fighting. They, they, <laughs> the UFC balls out for the ABC cards. But, okay, but Ilya Tapuria wins? What rank is my guy? Ilya Tapuria. Well, first of all, it's because I'm looking at the wrong one. I was looking at Lightweight and his name wasn't popping up. He's that featherweight agent. Ilya Tapuria is number nine. He's fighting Josh Emmett, who is number five. He's fighting with the big dogs now, yeah? Yeah. He's fighting with the big dogs. So we'll see what happens. Brian Ortega still lurking. Calvin Cater still lurking. They made Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Number two versus number seven. I think they just made that because they need a fight for Singapore and Max expressed interest. Zombie said, all right, bro, I'll fight you. And they needed someone to headline the card in Singapore. Are we doing on time? Are we doing good on time? Okay, we'll go another five minutes and then I'm out of here. So when it comes to like, now I'm curious about that September card because I would have Nick fight on that card. But who would you have Nick fight? Because Robbie's about to retire because he's about to go into the Hall of Fame and retire once he fights Nico Price in July. So who would you have him fight? I mean, because him and Mike Perry would have been a good fight. Would you have him fight Nico if Nico beats Robbie? Because I believe Nick can still compete. Can he compete at the highest level? I don't know. I really don't. But I will always cheer for Nick. Nick is the man. But who would you guys have him fight? I'm going to leave that up to you, and we're going to stop with that. I know I said I was going to go another five minutes. I clearly lied. But who would you have Nick fight? Um, if it's up to me, I would have him fight Bruno Silva if he's going to go up at middleweight again. Because Bruno Silva is the man. No, but not a lot of people know him. But if he's going to stay at middleweight, have him fight Bruno Silva. That's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official, on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.